hello welcome back to another episode of the goddess journals i'm your host maggie Pugh, and today i really wanted to talk about a big limiting belief that i've had to overcome in the past and one that i feel a lot of people struggle with and shows up for almost everyone and that is the i am not enough limiting belief it can also show up as i am not worthy The big one that I've worked through is the like mediocre or average wound. So just that idea of not being enough, not having enough, or just being middle tier. This is a limiting belief I started working on very early on in my self-development journey, but I think it's one that resurfaces a lot even after you've worked through different aspects of it because you cannot feel worthy of love. Work through that and think, oh my gosh, I've worked through my not being worthy block. And then you hit a new part of your life and you don't feel worthy of your job or you don't feel worthy of what you've been given or of an opportunity or of certain even like friendships. This can literally show up in any aspect of your life. I've had clients that don't feel worthy of rest. Literally just don't feel worthy of rest. They can work their butts off, but they don't feel good when resting because they always feel like they need to be doing something else. And that's a not feeling worthy belief as well. So before we really jump into what this belief looks like, what it can cause, how to overcome it, how to start working with it, I first just want to kind of break down what a limiting belief is, just in case you don't know or you've never done that work before. A limiting belief is something that you believe to be true about yourself that is holding you back. This can stem from you, this can stem from your childhood, this can stem from your friends, your environment, your teachers, anyone. A limiting belief doesn't always come from you and your learned experience. Sometimes it's something that you've heard someone else say so much that your brain just takes it as fact, that you take it as fact. And when we hold on to these limiting beliefs, what they end up doing is stopping us from taking the action that we need to in order to grow, in order to make it to that next level. Because we don't believe that's something that can happen for us. We don't believe that's something that's possible within our reality. But it almost always is. And it's just these things that are holding you back from believing that it's something that we have the capability to hold within our life. And I don't know about you, but I'm done with that. (laughs) I want to call in anything that I want. I want to be able to change my life into something that makes me so incredibly fulfilled and happy that I don't care what other people think. And that's what I'm doing now. And a big part of this is working through these limiting beliefs. So today I thought we would talk about this big one that has been something that's really come up in my journey, but also that I know comes up for a lot of you as well. So with that being said... Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Goddess Journals. I'm your host, Maggie Pugh, tarot reader, spiritual coach, past life regression practitioner, and your personal spiritual hype girl. I'm here to help you break down your walls and practice the radical vulnerability you need to get to know your soul at its very core. This podcast will give you the guidance to change your fear into power and take those first steps on your ultimate journey to soul transformation. So take a deep breath and let's get mystical.
Alright, so let's dive right in and start to talk about this limiting belief of just being average and this not enough womb. You know, this idea that you need to do more, that you are not enough. With women, this is a really difficult belief because we are simultaneously being told that we need to do more and also that we are too much. This is what the beauty world, the beauty standards live on and how we are meant to feel, right? We need to be doing more skincare. We need to be doing more to take care of our bodies. We need to be taking care of other people. We need to be giving, giving, giving. But at the same time, we are told to not speak out, keep ourselves small in our bodies and in who we are. So society really tells us that we are not enough and at the same time telling us, wait, you're too much, which really makes it feel like you can't win. I get told this in my business sometimes (laughs) and it's the idea that Some people think I'm too much. Some people think that I believe in too much, that I'm too open-minded, that I'm too willing to believe in these woo-woo things that quote-unquote cannot be proved. And I am shamed by some people for, you know, doing this work and believing in this sort of stuff that makes me better, right? That makes me too much, too big. And then on the other hand, I've had to create very firm boundaries with what I charge and what I give away for free. And sometimes when someone messages me and wants me to do them a free card pull and I say, I'm sorry, you can try and get a free one if I offer that on my stories. I often don't have time to do everyone's or you can book a reading. They get mad or they try and guilt me with how awful their life is and how I need to help them and how I'm not giving enough for them. So all that being said, no matter what you do, there's going to be some people thinking that you're too much and other people thinking you're not enough. No matter what you do, there's going to be people on either side. So the best thing to do is really just do what you want to do. And that doesn't matter if you're good at it. It doesn't matter if it's something that makes sense to other people. As long as it feels right to you and it makes you excited and happy about moving forwards with it, with life, with yourself... That's all that matters. And when people tell you it's too much or people tell you you're not doing enough, you can know that you're doing exactly the right amount that you need. You know, and I don't mean to get you in this damned if you do, damned if you don't mindset. I don't love that saying because I think that in itself is a limiting belief, but it does remind you to do what you want. So if that's the belief that you need to have to do what you want, that's a better belief to have than that you're not enough or that you always need to be doing more even if it doesn't serve you. It doesn't matter if people think you're too much or not enough, as long as you love yourself and the actions that you're taking regardless. Because at the end of the day, that's the only person that matters. That's the only opinion that matters is your own. I think sometimes we're so worried about needing to have it all, needing to do it all, needing to experience it all and take it all in and make the most of everything because that's what other people expect from us, that we don't actually experience and enjoy what we want to, or what we want to enjoy gets overshadowed or pushed to the side by everything else that we feel is expected of us. There's this romanticized idea of having it all, you know, having the perfect family, the big expensive paying job or your own business, going on vacations, having the best, you know, hobbies, having this amazing house, But having it all, quote unquote, 
would be very overwhelming for one person. So you don't need to have it all in the definition of other people's eyes. You just need to have it all when it comes to what you want, what you feel good in doing. And sometimes this doesn't look successful through the eyes of other people. And that was a big lesson for me to learn, that you don't actually have to be good at everything you do. I think there was a little bit of perfectionism in me, that everything I do, I have to do really well. And if you're not good at something, that means you probably shouldn't like it. I've been that way about athletics and sports for a long time. I've never been all that coordinated. I'm pretty clumsy. I run into door frames all the time. <laughs> but... That doesn't mean that I can't enjoy the idea of being active and of doing active things. I just have to discover what that means for me and what I actually enjoy doing. You know, I was never sporty, so I thought, oh, to stay in shape, I should probably work out. I should go to the gym. I should do all these things. I should become a runner. That is not for me. <laughs> Who knows? That might change. Maybe I'll find out that that's something that fills me up in the future, but running to me it's just a painful experience and I do not enjoy it. My sister loves it, me not so much. I've discovered over time that I love Pilates. I do it often. I love riding bikes. I love going for walks. I love, love, love swimming. And that's what I can enjoy, but I don't have to be good at it. I die. When I'm doing Pilates, I die and I yell and I <laughs> am so, I'm in such pain. But I enjoy it and I enjoy feeling strong and I enjoy the feeling it gives me afterwards. And that's what matters. I don't have to be looking perfect when I do it as long as I'm enjoying myself. And this was a really big lesson, like I said, for me to learn that you don't have to be good at your hobbies. They can just be your hobbies. If you enjoy drawing, but your drawings consist of stick figures and crayons, that's fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. We don't have to master every single thing that we do. And that was a really big realization for me. I had a big limiting belief when it comes to this idea of being average or not being enough, that I was just a jack of all trades. I felt this way when it came to business, school, my hobbies. You know, in school, I was always very smart. I got very good grades, but I was never close to top of my class. I always felt I was working a lot harder than everybody else to get where I needed to go. That maybe there was something other people understood that I didn't quite understand. I worked really hard and I got great grades, but I was never the best. I was never the master. I was jack of all trades, master of none. Same with my hobbies. I love music and that's something even though I know and I can recognize that I'm good at music, it's something that will always be a part of me and I always enjoy. I love to sing, I love to play instruments and I excel very quickly at the beginning and then I kind of plateau. <laughs> and I've entered different contests or done different performances and once again, I don't think I've ever won anything that I've entered. I've always been runner up or I just didn't know the other placements and that's fine. But it perpetuated that belief again that I'm a jack of all trades. I can't win. I'm not the master. I'm not the best. I'm just a jack of all trades. And then when it comes to business, sometimes there's that feeling of I started a bit later than some of the other big accounts, that I have a lot of spiritual knowledge. I know about past lives, tarot, crystals, dreams, the moon, astrology, and all of this stuff. But I'm not like the master astrologer, right? I'm not your go-to moon energy person. I mean, maybe I am and I love that if I am, but that's just that belief that I had, right? 
that I was no one's go-to person for something niche and specific. And they're always telling you on Instagram, you need to niche, you need to niche, you need to find your specific audience. And I was always like, but I don't want to, I like doing it all. But then that fear creeps up again that I'm the jack of all trades, master of none. And it's something that I struggled with for a long time and I'm still coming out of it. I still have these moments sometimes that I was just average because you can't be the best. You can't be amazing at something. If you're a jack of all trades, that's the whole point. I'm always just enough, but I'm never the best. And then recently, a few months ago, I came across this, I can't remember if it was a post or an article or a fact or what it was, but I researched it after and I have found it to be true and accurate. But what it was, was it was the full quote. It was the full saying of jack of all trades, master of none which has always to me been very negative, right? It's like, oh, you're kind of good at everything, but you're not great at anything. It's always been negative. And when I came across the full quote, I felt like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders because the full quote is, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. And I sat there, mind blown, thinking, I have been calling myself a jack of all trades. And I truly believe that I'm a jack of all trades. And I kept thinking it was so bad. And I kept looking down on myself and being unkind to myself, thinking, why can't you just focus on one thing and get good at it? Instead of playing around with all these other things that you are interested in and enjoy. When in actuality, the quote is saying that a jack of all trades is to be revered. That oftentimes it's better than a master of one. And if you're a master of one, that's fine. I love that for you. But then you probably don't have this not enough wound. Or if you do, you can take the exact same message from this. Which is that it is okay to try things out. To do what you want to do. And just have fun with life as you explore. A jack-of-all-trades doesn't come from someone who wants to have it all, you know? It doesn't come from someone who wants to do everything that everyone around them is telling them to do. A jack-of-all-trades flits back and forth because they're interested in all these different subjects and they find something interesting or they find something pleasing or they find something fun. It's about a journey of pleasure, but the pleasures and creativity of life. And about not having to take everything so seriously. And that was really freeing for me to hear. That life is so much better when you experience a lot of things and you find enjoyment in a lot rather than trying to be perfect at one. And I really thought about it and I really felt like the change in this saying really shows what our society has to say when it comes to what you do with your time. It's this idea that you always have to be productive. Everything you do always has to have a point outside of just having fun. Because otherwise, you're in lack. You're not gaining anything. You're not growing anything that others can see. You're in lack and you need to fill that. But I argue that I'm getting so much from it. I'm getting an education of something new. I'm getting enjoyment. I'm getting stimulated. And I'll get to go out and see the world in a different way. And what this really shows me is that, once again, this idea, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Society will say you are a jack of all trades in this negative way, saying that you need to work harder. What you lack is focus. 
What you lack is proficiency. What you lack is growing in a linear direction. But then on the flip side, when you master one thing, society defines you as, is that all you are? You need a little bit more. Think about these kids getting into university or applying for university, like the big universities or the difficult programs. They try so, so hard to just get really good grades, right? Not a jack of all trades, a master of their grades. And then they're told that's not enough to make you stand out. You need to do extracurriculars. You need to volunteer. You need to do all of this extra work. But if they're broadening their resume and their grades take a hit, you get, well, they want, you know, a master at their subjects. They want a master of one. They want you to have good grades. That's what comes first. You're spreading yourself too thin. You're becoming a jack of all trades. And that's not what a school wants to see. I remember this episode of Gilmore Girls. (laughs) It's my guilty pleasure show that I watch over and over again. And it was the college administrator or something says something along the lines of some of these kids are too eager and they just check off everything except for sports or they check off everything except for art or, you know, except for one part. That doesn't tell us enough about who you are. And so once again, it's like, if you only do a few things, it's not enough. But if you do too much, we don't know who you are. You're just a jack of all trades. (laughs) And I just find it so interesting that no matter what decision you make, society will tell you that you are lacking. So this is why that limiting belief work is so important. Because you can be whatever you want. You can do whatever you want to do. You just have to decide which side of the world, which group of people, which side of society you're going to go with. Because no matter what, there's going to be people out there that tell you that you are lacking and you're not. As long as you're doing what you feel that you need to do, what makes you feel fulfilled and happy, you are not lacking. You're doing exactly what you need to be doing and you're exactly enough. You're not average because you are feeling so much joy, happiness, and fulfillment. And that is above average in the world we live in right now. And if you're not feeling this way, that's what you need to focus on when it comes to this idea of not being enough and being just average. You need to focus on what will make you feel like the life you are living is above average, is spectacular. Because no matter what you do, you'll always find people telling you you're not enough. You'll always find people telling you that you lack and you'll always find people who make you feel like not enough. So it's time to just start making yourself feel like you are enough. And let me tell you, when I started doing that, life got a lot better. Life got pretty amazing. So come with me now and make the decision to live just to live. You don't have to be a part of everything. You don't have to be a master of anything. You just have to enjoy what you're doing. And that is what will make you feel like you are enough. Lean into enjoyment. And these don't have to be big, crazy moves. Sometimes it's those little moments in your life. For me, something that really fills me up, like I said before, is just riding my bike. And even if it's riding my bike three minutes to the grocery store, sometimes that's all it takes to make me feel so full of life. And those are the moments that are going to spark you feeling like you are enough. Those moments where your heart feels so full and you look around and you go, life's really beautiful. Those are the moments you need to cultivate more of within your day-to-day life because that's what's going to be the difference of making you feel enough. 
not making more money, not getting a promotion, not doing what other people tell you you're good at. It's leaning into that pure feeling of enjoyment. So I'm going to give you a couple journal questions and a couple action steps that you can start taking to start to lean out of this limiting belief of being average or not being enough. The first one is, how can you allow yourself to be imperfect? Really sit with that. How can you allow yourself to be more imperfect and just do what you enjoy? How can you allow yourself to be a jack of all trades and broaden your horizons more to things you may enjoy or things you've just always wanted to try? I would love it if you could take a moment this week or this month and schedule that in and get that started. I would love even more if you are listening to this podcast and you decide to do something that fills you with enjoyment or something new and broaden your horizons. If you do, please tag me in your stories and let me know what you were doing, how you felt, why you were inspired to. I'd love to see that. And now the second question kind of goes along with this one. And it is, what can you allow yourself to enjoy that you aren't good at? So for me, this has always been more like sports. I'm not the best baker, but I really like baking. (laughs) I often, no matter what I try, things like stick to the pan. (laughs) Some things turned out really great. Some things that I've practiced and that I've done a lot of times turn out amazing, but sometimes not so much. (laughs) And that's okay. I remember I made shortbread cookies that were amazing for Christmas one year, and then I made peanut butter cookies that just crumbled the moment you touched them. But I still enjoyed doing it. So that's something I've really been leaning into more myself. So what can you allow yourself to enjoy that you know that you aren't good at? And then the last one, and this is the deep one. This is the one I really want you to sit with and write as much as you can about and really get to the root of why it is you may believe this to be true, why you may feel like you need to do this. And the question is, do you have to define yourself with every action that you take? It's kind of like this idea of does everything have to be so serious? Does everything have to make such a big impact on yourself and who you are and how you identify and where you're going? Because I bet you'll find that it doesn't and that some decisions can just be for in the present moment. It can just be for pleasure and fun and enjoyment. So really sit with that one. Do you have to define yourself with each and every action that you take? Feel free to send me a message on Instagram or reach out wherever you can and let me know what you thought of those journal questions and what you thought of today's episode. If you liked it, please, please, please share it on your stories. Rate the podcast five stars. You can do it on Spotify. It's right at the top, right by the main picture of the goddess journals on top of all of the episodes. You just tap it and you tap five stars and that's all it takes. If you want to go above and beyond, I'd appreciate it so much if you could go and do the same thing on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Let me know what you've been thinking. Let me know what you want more of and how this podcast has made you feel and has helped you in any way. Once again, share on your stories, share with a friend or a family member that you think could use this little push to start just leaning into enjoyment and what they want and out of this idea of lack and that they're not enough because I think we all feel it. So I really want to spread this message around that you're always enough as long as you're living true to yourself. And thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. 
and all the episodes that you've listened to. If you're a long-time listener or if you're a first-time listener, thanks for checking out this podcast and listening all the way to the end. I appreciate you so, so much, and I can't wait to talk to you next week.